Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The opinions expressed in the podcast are not those of Hearts Unite the Globe, but of the hosts and guests, and are intended to spark discussion about issues pertaining to congenital heart disease or bereavement. Welcome to another episode of Fun Fact Friday, a special Heart to Heart with Anna podcast for Heart Month, February 2022. Each Friday, I have my favorite fun fact guy, Frank Jaworski, at my side, and he is teaching us little fun facts about medicine, specifically things that are of interest to people in the congenital heart defect community. So welcome back, Frank. Thank you, Anna. Today, I would like to know what is prostaglandin E1 and why is it important? Well, Anna, prostaglandin E1 is interesting. It's one of those things that even though I worked as an emergency nurse and an adult intensive care nurse, I had not heard of prostaglandin E1 before my own son was diagnosed with a heart defect. Prostaglandins are naturally occurring compounds in your body. And prostaglandin E1's purpose in your body is to dilate blood vessels. Children who are born with heart defects, which would cause a complete shunting of blood right side to right side and left side to left side separated, will survive birth in the first few hours after birth because the ductus arteriosus, which is a vessel which occurs for prenatal circulation will remain open for hours after birth. But if that vessel closes and it eliminates cross circulation between the venous and arterial sides, the child can go into stress and die. So what prostaglandin E1 does is it causes that vessel to dilate and remain open. It's a temporizing measure until they can do a surgical intervention to help the child to succeed. Interestingly enough, the other use for prostaglandin E1 for human beings is because it increases blood flow. It's used for erectile dysfunction. Interesting. And I know that there are other children, babies even, who are given Viagra. They don't call it Viagra, but I think it's done for the same reason, right? Isn't it like a beta blocker? It's not a beta blocker, but it does cause dilation of blood vessels. The generic name for Viagra is sildenafil. Mm -hmm. And yes, it is used. Yeah. One of the things that I learned at one of the conferences that I went to many years ago was that it was because of the development of a synthetic prostaglandin E1 that they were able to save some of these babies with hypoplastic left heart syndrome who might otherwise have perished. For those of you who didn't understand what Frank was talking about a little bit earlier, because he uses nursing jargon, one of the things that you have to worry about is red blood going to the body and blue blood going to the lungs. And for some of our kids who have really complex congenital heart disease, they need a few holes in their heart to enable the blood to mix. Otherwise, 
blue blood will go to the body and red blood will go to the lungs. And that is not a good situation for all the organs in the body. So having that PDA or patent ductus arteriosus open means that there is some blood that is mixing and those babies are more likely to survive until they have a balloon septostomy. And prostaglandin E1, even though it seems like something that might've been considered simple, wasn't really simple. It ended up saving so many lives. Absolutely. If I may correct one thing that you said, it's a common misconception. People refer to red blood and blue blood. Venous blood is not really blue, but if you look at your hand or your arm and you can see the veins through the skin, the veins look blue. That's because the vein walls are blue, but the blood inside venous blood, it's not oxygenated. It's not blue. It's actually a dark red. It's almost a maroon and arterial blood is a bright red. And you can tell us when a patient is on a heart lung bypass machine, you can see the two different sides of the circulation and they're clearly differentiated bright red blood and dark red blood. Interesting. I didn't know that. And whenever you see diagrams, they always show red and blue. I guess it would be too hard to show maroon. It's much easier to show red and blue. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's another fun fact for us to have learned today at Fun Fact Friday. So thank you, Frank. You're welcome, Anna. Friends, you won't want to miss tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow's Saturday success story is actually with a guest host. I'm really excited about this. Rosalyn Rivera, who has been a guest on Heart to Heart with Anna and is part of my medical advisory board, is the guest host and she's actually interviewing a friend of hers. This is really cool because this is somebody she met at Camp Del Corazon. And you're going to hear about how this young woman who was born with a congenital heart defect has gone on to become a nurse at the very camp that she went to as a kid. It's a really sweet story. You won't want to miss it tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed our Fun Fact Friday. We have one more to go in our series. Have a great day. And remember, my friends, you are not alone.